0: section sixteen of captain cook by walter besant this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by pamela nagami chapter ten the third voyage part two a long and pleasing account of anamooka or rotterdam island is found in cook's journal the following sketch of the same place from gilbert's log is equally pleasing and more enthusiastic it also gives us important facts as to the provisioning of the crews. On the first of May came to an anchor at Anamooka, so-called by the natives, but by Tasman, Rotterdam. This island is low and about six miles in extent, with a lagoon of salt water in the middle of it, and is, in my opinion, the most delightful spot in the world, being covered with a variety of trees and bushes, forming the most shady and agreeable walks I ever met with. We moored here in twelve-fathom water, the bottom rather rocky, about half a mile from a sandy beach. The natives came on board in great numbers and behaved in the most friendly manner, being very much rejoiced at seeing the ships again. They brought on board hogs, fowls, and fruit in great plenty, which we purchased of them for hatchets, nails, and beads. Every species of the ship's provisions was from this time stopped, And we lived entirely upon the productions of the islands which was very agreeable to us sent our tents on shore and the observatories with the astronomer's instruments for making observations to regulate our timekeeper had a guard of marines on shore for their protection sent the cattle on shore for some refreshments which they were much in want of being reduced very low the discovery had both her cables cut through by the coral rocks she was lucky enough to get both her anchors again after great trouble hove our cables in to examine them but found them not in the least damaged had parties on shore cutting wood and watering from a small pond about a quarter of a mile above the beach which was muddy and brackish and the only water we could get but the milk of the coconuts, in a great measure made up for the badness of it as they were so plentiful we seldom drank anything else as we secured more hogs here than were sufficient for present use we began to salt pork for to carry to sea at the friendly islands gilbert gives us a little illustration of that hastiness of temper which is mentioned by all those who speak of cook's personal character the incident is not found in the journal this isle which is by far the largest in the cluster is about seven leagues in length and five in breadth it is throughout low and level, with the same appearance as the others. We observed part of an eclipse of the sun here. The two chiefs mentioned before came with us, and behaved in the most friendly manner imaginable, and supplied the two ships with provisions in great plenty. In all their proceeding they showed a noble, generous, and disinterested spirit, and though their manners were rude and unpolished, yet in every action they displayed an elevation of the mind that would do honour to a european in the most distinguished sphere of life played off some fireworks here which were viewed by a numerous assembly with acclamations of admiration and surprise these indians are very dexterous at thieving and as they were permitted to come on board the ship in great numbers they stole several things from us this vice which is very prevalent here Captain Cook punished in a manner rather unbecoming of a European, namely, by cutting off their ears, firing at them with small shot or ball as they were swimming or paddling to the shore, and suffering the people, as they rode after them, to beat them with the oars and stick the boat-hook into them wherever they could hit them. One in particular he punished by ordering one of our people to make two cuts upon his arm to the bone one across the other close below his shoulder which was an act that i cannot account for any other way than to have proceeded from a momentary fit of anger as it certainly was not in the least premeditated on another occasion he relates an anecdote which shows the courage of the captain it also illustrates his modesty as will be seen this is what is recorded in the journal One of my people, walking a very little way, was surrounded by twenty or thirty of the natives who knocked him down and stripped him of everything he had upon his back. On hearing of this, I seized two canoes and a large hog and insisted on Taufa's causing the clothes to be restored and on the offenders being delivered up to me. This, however, is Gilbert's account of the adventure. One day, when Captain Cook was on shore with a party trading for provisions, having nothing with him but his hanger and a fowling piece that one of the officers had brought on shore. One of our people separated from the rest and went up about half a mile into the country, where he was met by the natives, who robbed him of everything, then ran away and left him naked. They, at the same time, had a very strong inclination to attack the whole party, which Captain Cook, perceiving, sent on board for arms and by a resolute and undaunted courage prevented gilbert's account of the friendly islanders among whom the resolution spent between two and three months is interesting but adds little to what we already possess in the captain's journal perhaps there is a little more feeling for the sex discovered in the remarks of the younger man although the women have something masculine in their appearance yet their countenances are pleasing and their dispositions very mild and agreeable Their dress consists only of a piece of cloth wrapped round their waist, reaching to the knees, in which they are exceeding neat and clean, as well as in their persons. They are always full of mirth and vivacity, and very fond of singing and dancing. The women here, though not so fair as in general in the society islands, yet are quite as agreeable, if not more so. Their features are regular and beautiful, their mien graceful, both in their persons and dress neat, their dispositions mild and cheerful, and their whole study and endeavour to render themselves pleasing to every one. They seem to be fonder of singing and dancing in their own mode than any girls we have ever seen, and notwithstanding there is a great degree of wantonness in both, yet it is attended with a peculiar kind of simplicity and innocence, which joined to the customs of the country entirely removes every idea that can be turned to their prejudice. In fact, so pleasing is their temper, so great their vivacity, that even a hermit could not help being delighted with them. The arrival and stay at Tahiti, which occupied many chapters in Cook and King, are dismissed by Gilbert in four or five pages. He notes the fact that the goats left on the former visit had increased in number and appeared to be thriving he mentions the visit of the Spanish ship since their last day, on which Cook has a great deal to say. He describes the canoes of the people, and he is struck with the barbarity of the human sacrifice, at which, that is to say, at that part which came after the slaughter of the victim, Cook was present. At Eimeo happened the incident of the stolen goat, and it really would seem as if the captain on this occasion too Allowed himself to be carried away by temper. First, the chief Mahayan begged a pair of goats, which the captain thought he could not spare unless at the expense of other lands where they might with greater advantage be put ashore. Therefore, he refused. The next day after, a goat sent on shore to graze was stolen. The goat was brought back the next day, but another, a she-goat big with kid, was stolen on that very morning. The captain sent a boat after it, but the people pretended to send after it, and amused the petty officers in charge of the boat till the evening. Next day, according to his own account, Cook led in person a party of men across the island, while Lieutenant Williamson took three boats round to the other side in order to meet him. On the way he called upon all the people to produce the goat, But they denied all knowledge of the animal. I set fire to six or eight houses, which were presently consumed with two or three war-canoes that lay contiguous to them. This done, I marched off to join the boats, which were about seven or eight miles from us, and on our way we burned six more war-canoes. Next day he broke up, he says, more war-canoes and threatened not to leave a single canoe on the island unless the goat was restored. In the evening the goat was brought back. Thus ended this troublesome and rather unfortunate business, which could not be more regretted on the part of the natives than it was on mine. Now hear Gilbert's account of the same unfortunate affair. The natives, having stolen a small goat from us and not returning it on Captain Cook's demanding it back, the next morning he set out with the marines of both ships and some gentlemen in all about thirty-five people well armed and marched across part of the island in search of it likewise three boats were sent manned and armed round to meet him during this excursion wherever captain cook met with any houses or canoes that belonged to the party which he was informed had stolen the goat he ordered them to be burnt and seemed to be very rigid in the performance of his orders which every one executed with the greatest reluctance except omai who was very officious in this business and wanted to fire upon the natives but as they were every way fled and left their all to the mercy of the destroyers none of them were killed or hurt which in all probability they would have been had they made the least resistance several women and old men still remained by the houses whose lamentations were very great but all their tears and entreaties could not move captain cook to desist in the smallest degree from those cruel ravages which he continued till the evening when he joined the boats and returned on board having burnt and destroyed about twelve houses and as many canoes part of the planks he brought away with him the next morning he went round again with three boats where he completed the devastation he had left undone the day before and all about such a trifle as a small goat which was that evening brought on board by the natives i can't well account for captain cook's proceedings on this occasion as they were so very different from his conduct in like cases in his former voyages if anything may be offered in favour of them it was his great friendship for otoo king of otaheite to whom these people were professed enemies at the island of Huaheine, also one of the friendly group omai was left ashore gilbert's narrative of this business the landing of the two new zealanders and the affair of the two deserters shows the feeling in the ward-room on these events it was not always as has already been seen that of unmixed admiration of the captain's conduct omai though generally understood to have been brought from otaheite was in reality a native of this island and now chose to make it the place of his residence in preference to any other island in the cluster accordingly all our carpenters were set to work to build him a house of the planks of the canoes destroyed at which in about a fortnight they completed his principal furniture was a bed in the english fashion several tin pots and kettles and a hand-organ on which he used to play and divert the natives he had likewise a brace of pistols and a musket for which we left him a small keg of gunpowder we also left him a horse and a mare for which he had a saddle and bridle and understood the management of them very well captain cook purchased a small space of land round his house for him from the chief and planned out a garden in which we sowed several kinds of seeds that we brought out with us and planted some vines brought from the cape of good hope and which seemed to prosper very well till they were plucked up in the night by some of the natives for which one of them was the next day brought on board had his ears cut off and was kept in irons on the quarter-deck after he had been in confinement about a week some of our people took pity on him and released him in the night so that he made his escape Captain Cook was exceedingly angry on this occasion, but could by no means find out the person that did it. End of section 16.